What is up, everybody? Keith Mitchell here from the Outer Haven Productions. I'm glad you're joining us on this lovely Saturday night or Sunday if you're in other places in the world. Welcome to the Spectrum Mode Podcast. And we have another fun-filled, zany, colorful show for you tonight. But before we go, I want to introduce the co-host, of course, Carl May Smart, who's completely ignoring me. <laughs> always, always, always. I never pay attention to what the hell you say every week. I just say other things to the same country. Uh, and then, of course, we got Matthew Gitsilius Paul. What's up, hey. man? Hey, I'm doing doing good. And we have a guest. Uh, hey, Sean, introduce yourself, buddy. Hi, everyone. So Sean is from a different podcast. You may have noticed he's not part of the staff, but I was on his podcast, what was it, about a month ago, a month and a half ago? Yeah, that. I wanted to say that. So he's on our show. You know, we're going to keep doing a little back and forth here. You know, it's always good to have new faces on the show. So with every Spectator Mode podcast, we always talk about the games we played. And Sean, since you're the guest, go ahead and tell us what games you played. Well, uh, lately I've been, I'm reviewing uh, Bravely Default 2. So I've been playing that, although Ooh. with my work schedule, I've been using more Bravely Default's little mode that they have, which is really nice for people that have other things to do. Of you can set, you can go to a certain area, or each one of the towns has a little area you can go to, and you can set it to where you're going to set st- uh, sail, and then it'll go and if you it'll actually. You put your uh, switch on sleep mode, and for 12 hours, it'll just do stuff, and you can gain treasure that way. So you can gain, like, JP or XP, which you can then use to uh, use on your character so that they're still gaining levels and stuff, even though you're not actually playing. So it helps me. I wound up being overleveled for the area that I was in for a long while until I kept playing. But, uh, I mean, it's more bravely default. But I love the job system in this game. It is so, like, everybody can use every job, which is what's nice. It's not, uh, well, you got to have a certain job on a certain character and all this other stuff. Yeah. You know, you can do what you want. So that's what's cool. It's it's whatever you, however build you want. And then you also kind of have to use different jobs on different people. It's not just have one job for the entire length of the game. So there's a lot of strategy to that as well. Because there's times where you get to certain bosses and go, Oh crap! I have the wrong uh, team for this, and <laughs> I gotta go do this again. So, um, and it has a cool system of being able to tell you when you're over leveled, then under leveled too. Like when you're under leveled, the monsters will come at you. When they, uh, when you're over leveled, they'll come running away from you and they'll start crying, literally. So, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a nice system. And I love the the uh, art style too. It's like a little storybook that you're in and every town has their own little uh, music and setting and everything. So very well done from the folks uh, that do that, those games and the Octopath game and everything. Would you recommend that for anybody who's a fan of RPGs? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, if you played the first two, this is you're right at home. It's the same wonderful battle system that you love. And then it has uh, more added on to it. And, and a better job system than the, than before, so I would say, yeah, definitely. And I've been playing uh, Retromania Wrestling as well. Oh yeah, that just uh, came out. How do you like that? I mean, that game is fun. Like, uh, I mean, it doesn't have a huge roster, but when you don't have the the, I think it's House of Hardcore is the group that they're aligned with. 
So sort of. So that's like they have a small amount of wrestlers, and then they you know has the whole BWO, which is funny, and then just I think the three DLC characters are like James Storm and uh, Cole Cabana, Chris Bay, and uh, so like those are the first DLC guy. Yeah, Cole Cabana's in there. Um, Zach Ryder's in there, but he's not Zach Ryder. Uh, Matt so Cardona. like yeah. yeah, Matt Cardona and. Sorry, I haven't. I've I stopped watching wrestling, like where I I used to. <laughs> I my first like six years of podcasting was a wrestling podcast, and we watched everything from WWE to Impact of when it was TNA still and New Japan and everything. So I got like wrestled out, and so I haven't like really been keeping up with everything. But you know, I still know what all, most of those guys are. But it's still it's a fun game. And it's, I like the fact that it's simple. Like it's not, it doesn't get overly complicated. I love the fact that it tells you when you can actually use like strong moves or or weak moves or whatever, depending on your little bar that you have at the top. And then of course, when it's flashing is where you can do your special or whatever. The only thing that sucks is tag matches are still annoying of, hey, it doesn't matter how close I am to my, tag partner he's still dumb as shit to get out you know to be able to like go attack the other guy before he uh not you know makes it to where i can't pin him so (laughs) outside of the tag matches it's uh it's a fun fun thing and they have like a story mode which is which stars johnny retro or johnny nitro i guess he's back to being now john morrison yeah or john morrison yeah yeah (laughs) all the yeah they all everything everything goes back to. I know you, you haven't watched wrestling in a while, but every a lot of the guys end up going back to WWE for. Well, and then they've left. You know, like I saw, was it a Big Show went to AEW or whatever after being retired? Yeah. So you know, it, it's between those two right now, and it's. Well, we'll see how long that goes. All right, but yeah, Any... I mean, those are the two games. I mean, <clears throat> I got a I got a code for story of. I think it's Story of Eden today, but I didn't get to actually try that before I uh, we started. Fair enough. What about you, Matt? What you been up to? I've been playing a lot of uh, Fancy Star Online too. Um, I've noticed. Holy crap, man! Are you are you hyped for Genesis? New Genesis? Little, I'm getting a little hyped for Genesis. I also just found like uh, some friends to play the game with. MMOs are boring by themselves, where friends is fine. So. We're playing oh, that's, a lot the, of that. yeah. <laughs> that's the whole definition of an MMO. You're you're not supposed to play them by yourself, man. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Trust me. So, the whole social thing of it. Uh, I've been playing a lot of obviously Loop Hero. That game's crack. I have ha- I haven't had a chance to play uh, the game I really wanted to play. I wanted to play some. Um, let me see. Is it? I gotta say it. I gotta say it right. Dandy Ace, not Ace Dandy. I keep saying it right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Space yeah. Ace Dandy, that's what it is. Space, space Ace Dandy. Yeah, Space Ace Dandy. But I haven't had a chance to play it as much. Uh, I know Mad Mimic uh, really pulled on a hard effort to the game. Uh, they really got the community behind them with their what, three, four betas. So I definitely, I've been playing it since beta one. So I'm definitely excited to give this game my full attention when I give a chance. And I've also played a lot of Slate Aspire as always. I, I'm addicted to card games and roguelikes. So you put them together, it won't make me stop. <laughs> Well, as long as you enjoy them, that's the whole thing. You know, oh yeah, there's never a thing about playing your games and playing them too much, especially well, 
within, within reason. I should, within I, reason. I'm the, yeah, last, yeah, yeah. I'm the last one to talk. With reason. Right. I mean, when we got a great game like Say the Spire, no blame there. Yeah, exactly. I don't play. Also, I don't like roguelikes, but I somehow like found myself in error with that game. So totally yeah. understand. Oh yeah. Uh, so you said you you like um bravely. So bravely default too. Yeah. Uh, did you you didn't find the counter system a bit annoying? The um counters. The, you know when you the counter system the bosses enemies can do. You didn't find that a bit annoying. I just uh. Yeah, I mean, like it does a better job here of of telling you like when it's like your turn and everything. Yeah. But yeah. it doesn't tell you at all for the enemies, so you don't know. I like. I, that's what I don't kind of understand is like why tell me when it's going to be my turn but not tell me when it's going to be their turn either. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's my only complaint of the game is like yeah. the counter system just feels sometimes a bit counterintuitive because of how busted you can make a character. Like you make yeah. this really OD Beastmaster and then you just get countered like no, I, what did I do wrong? That's that's that's, yeah. that's the only yeah that that's the only uh, that's my only complaint. But I think it's a great game other than the counter system. I hope when they make Bravery three. They fix that. That's the only thing I have to fix. You Everything assume there's going to be a three. You assume it's going to be a three. Come on, Square now. Enix. Come on, it's money. They're already, doing yeah, another, man. they're already doing another game. It's like this game just came out. We're already talking about what is it? What is this new game called? Project Triangle or something like that. Yeah, I know, yeah Project Trapezoid. Let's get the geometry on. But no, no, I, I say three will happen, but not quickly. I'm, I'm predicting maybe 2025. You know, 2024. Just, yeah. Once we get out. Of I this. mean, if they they could end up doing another Octopath Traveler before. Oh, there you yeah. go. There you That's go. true. Yeah, but don't. Yeah, I, I have faith that'll be happening. I mean, it's Square. Square doesn't really kind of drop their titles on Kingdom Hearts down the tube. Uh, Look, man, I, 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 I would. Uh, I wouldn't say that. I, I. I definitely would not say that. But anyway, <laughs> I what, say about, what about you, Carl? What about you, buddy? What you been playing? Uh, well, I, I have been playing. I have actually been playing. That's actually quite a weird thing to say without actually using the words World of Warcraft in the title. I know. Doesn't it feel so good? I'll give you a round of applause. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, too, I'm, too, I'm two weeks clean. <laughs> two weeks clean. Oh, <laughs> I man. Stop this time, mate. Hey, hey, look. One day, one day at a time, I did actually uh, go back oh, into no. the World of Warcraft. I went to the World of Warcraft forums only because... They decided to change the way their game time works and everything, and I just wanted to see the reaction to it. And as per usual, everybody's pissed off and wanting to quit. But you know, I did that earlier. I still have no regrets. I don't even really feel the need to jump back on it. Thank God. Um, but what I have been playing this week is I've actually been going back and playing a bunch of PS3 games, which will be in relation to an article we're going to have a word about it very very soon. Uh, basically. I've played. Go whatever played. Uh, I did start out playing Resident Evil Two and Three on the PS4. Went back and finished them again under two hours each, because you know, got to keep doing that speed run. Go get that timer. Timer slowly shrinking, shrinking, shrinking. Uh, but then I jumped on the PS3 and started playing some games on there. Played the NBA Jam remake, which was actually quite good. Still holds up, even though it is 720p. And then I played Dragon Ball Battle of Z, which I went, why did I play this after like 10 seconds of playing it? Because it's a <laughs> terrible control system. Like some of the worst control system I've ever seen in a Dragon Ball game. And speaking of absolutely terrible controls, I picked up one that I never thought I'd actually get my hands on because it was such a limited release. 
Lucha Libre, AAA, Heroes del Ring. So basically Mexican wrestling. And oh my God, this game is so slow, so badly designed. And I'm just like, I think I finally found a contender for worst wrestling game than uh, was it TNA Cross the Line or whatever it was, the TNA Impact video game. It was absolutely terrible. So yeah, I've been playing all sorts of stuff lately. Mainly because of the uh, the PS3 new well rumor that we'll address later this evening. Well, you know, at least you're not playing WoW. That's the thing. I was like, man, I really hope he doesn't lapse because I I know he wants to stop playing that game, and I I really want him to stop playing that game. So I'm glad to see that you haven't lapsed back into it yet. Yet. Hey, hey, hey there, there will be no yet. Let's let's try and keep it on the positive. Let's try and make sure that I. This uh, while well, sobriety continues. Hey, I'm all for it, man. I'm 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 proud of you. I'm glad you did it. Uh, I guess for myself, I actually have not been playing a lot of games because mainly because of health reasons. But uh, the games that I have played, that being Monster Hunter Rise, because I'm a big fan of Monster Hunter World. Uh, I actually did an article about that because we talked about the earlier, Carl, about the lack of black hairstyles in the game because I'm a person of color and um. Funny enough, there's a big conversation taking place right now regarding this because a lot of people are saying the same thing. What the hell happened, Capcom? You had a lot of these hairstyles introduced when, with uh, Iceborne, and then you just dropped the ball again. Outside of that, uh, the game is a lot of fun. It, it is what it is for the Switch. It, it's not exactly a Monster Hunter world on the Switch. It's more of the mobile version of the Monster Hunter game with some world elements tossed in there. It is quite enjoyable. I would I would recommend it. I also would probably say if you are a graphics whore that you might maybe want to wait for the PC version to come out later this year. Uh, either way, you know, it is what it is. I've also been playing a game called uh, Galahad for the PC. It's actually a beta. I think it's going away fairly soon. But what this is, or I should talk the whole name, Galahad 3093, it's a mech game. Similar like a uh, Mech Warrior, but a lot more fast paced. Team Deathmatch, where you have to uh, grab points, capture bases, destroy other mechs. It's actually a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to the full version of the game. I've got a lot to say to the developer about it. But if you're a fan of mecha games and you've been looking for one on the PC because there's not a lot of them out there anymore, I would definitely give this a try while the beta is available. I don't know if any of you've ever played, uh, what is it called? Uh, Hawken. A few years ago, but that's what it reminds me of. Hawken was another mech game for the PC that it got sold to another company and then they pretty much shut it down. It kind of made me mad because it was a fun game. But other than that, that's pretty much it. Um, obviously, I've been talking nonstop about um, Outriders, which comes out next week, which I can't wait because I'm on that game as much as I can. I've got like 70 hours in the beta. That's a beta. 70 hours in a beta. I have problems. My, my question for you is, have you cheated? No. Oh, good. I'll, then you won't have to face the cheating system. I'll, I'll, yeah, I, love, I, love I, love, I love what they're doing. Can we talk about that for a second? I know that's not on the agenda, but can we please talk about that for a second? Uh, so for those who don't know about the cheating system in that game, they will pretty much do everything they can to shame you. They have told people we are watching you. They weren't very vocal in the beginning, but I guess more people were asking about the cheating system. So they're, they're pretty much saying, hey, everything you've done, 
we've seen you. There's only been about 200 people out of the million of people that played it. And there was one guy who got him, gave, gave himself what was, these days, 600 legendaries. Uh, wow. So that's, that's hilarious. But they, what they're doing is they will match you in a pool of other cheaters. So it's going to be harder to find matches or uh, sessions. And the, what did they say? They also will add a watermark to your game. Yeah, well, they'll, so, add a, they'll also add a watermark to, like, the character. All your characters. Well. It's count-wide. Yeah. So wow. if you record gameplay, you put it on YouTube or, or something, people are going to know automatically that you are a cheater. I like it. I love it. And you got to think about this for a second, right? Okay, even if you did cheat right now, the legendaries that you got were are capped at levels. The max level, I think, is, what, nine? Yeah. So they're useless. They're completely useless. There's no point to have them other than saying, oh, I have a legendary. Whoop the freaking do. Your best bet right now is to delete your character, redo it because it doesn't take very long. There's not much in there. And just start the game with a clean slate. Because if you go into the game with your cheat character and just delete the weapons, you're still branded a cheater. Just yep. give them up. It's not worth it. That's so dumb all. to do that in a demo. Like it's a demo. At some point, it goes for the full game. Like, yeah, people yes. are just. Well, that's the thing. It's like, guys, is it is it worth it? Is it is it really worth this? Some but people, I, I wish more developers. Real. I wish more developers were like this. I wish they were like, hey, we see what you're doing, and we will brand your ass for cheating. More people need to do that. Because I guarantee you, mm. nobody wants to be shamed, especially if they're trying to upload their stuff. Can you imagine a big time streamer being branded a cheater? There are plenty of them out there who do cheat. Oh, they, oh yeah, there's been players been caught. But can you imagine this? There's, there, there haven't there haven't been many companies that I'm aware of that actually will watermark your stuff. Like, like if you're using the, a, a pirate version of Windows, it says in the bottom corner, "Hey, this is not a legit window of, copy of Windows." Can you imagine that? If the, if the watermark in the game says, hey, this guy's a cheater. And what if they put it right in the middle of the screen so you can't hide it? I would I would honestly love that. I want them to do that for fighting games. People rage quit or boost their account or use hacks to jump up ranks. That would make my life so much easier. But here's the thing. It's it's not it's a single player game, like with multiplayer elements. Like why? Why it's are you doing like, this? I, I feel like it just comes from like a a, a a need for like this is my desire and I want it rather than just it, it, it defeats the purpose of the game. That's the way I look at things like that. Like you just it does. Yeah, like at some point you're gonna have to play the game. You don't want to play the game, then why you have it? You know? Oh, you know, it's too hard or blah blah blah. But that's kind of the whole point. Play the game legit or don't play the game at all. I'm uh, I don't know. You know. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. But that that is hilarious. I'm glad that they're actually doing that. I commend them. I want more developers to do the same thing. Show the cheaters the door. Make them play legit or get the hell out. Take yeah, your pick. I, I love that. Yeah. All right. So I guess we should jump into our very first topic here. Let um, me just get back to the topics. So a game we're looking forward to, Back for Blood, has been delayed until what? October? Yeah. Yeah, October. Carl, I'd like for you to speak on this, sir, because you're the one who has some hands on with this game and you enjoyed a very lengthy session. What do you think about the delay? Oh, man. Like, I understand that you go delay something if you're looking to do spit and polish, make sure that the servers are up to snuff and everything else, especially in a game like this. Because you are dealing with a essentially four-person multiplayer game that I think they're not using Steam servers like you would with uh, their 
previous entries Left 4 Dead. And like there were a lot of bugs and issues still with the game. So if they're, if they're just trying to iron everything out, I'm happy for them to delay it till October. But if this is one of those delay because we haven't made enough orders type thing, I'm going to be very upset. Because I'm, I'm wanting this game like badly. I love the Left 4 Dead series. As I said, as Keith said, I did play the beta. I did record video, which is on our YouTube channel. And it was a very interesting and, and fun time. But uh, the fact that this was originally supposed to come out in June and now it's being pushed back to October, I'm like, cool. So I'm now left with no games for the middle of the year. Thanks, guys. <laughs> but yeah, if Well, no, actually, my really like the games I'm interested in list pretty much it's like between now I think we've got Pokemon Snap at the end of April then a couple of weeks later it's uh Resident Evil Village or Resident Evil 8 whatever you want to call it and then after that it's pretty much nothing till I think about September October I mean that Resident Evil should take us quite some time knowing you you're going to play the hell of that game multiple times because you're a Resident Evil fan. Yeah, so I will definitely be playing that game multiple times and probably, I don't know, let's see if I can upset the Resident Evil community again. Yeah, you like doing that. But, yeah, like, again, I think if this is just one of those things where they're pushing it back because they're trying to iron out the bugs and try and make everything as stable as possible, good on them because, you know, as people... I've noticed you can delay a game forever and a day and still push out shit, Cyberpunk. I think that, excuse me, is a reason why a lot of games have been delayed as of lately because there are games that were coming out and then they saw how Cyberpunk was. And Cyberpunk is a milestone because it goes to show you that it doesn't matter how much this game is hyped, one bonehead decision will destroy your game, destroy your company, Destroy all your goodwill and reputation, which seems like forever. CD yep. Project Red was like in the middle, was like at the for, the forefront of being one of the best companies out there for gaming, and now they're literally shit right now. And I'm not yep. saying this to to um, throw shade at the company, but everything that they did with this game, not taking responsibility, you know, telling Microsoft and Sony, they, telling people that they'll go ahead and take care take care of refunds. Promising patches, not delivering those patches, saying, oh, hey, we played these games on these consoles. They run fine. The game comes out. Oh, we didn't have time to test it. Okay, so which one is it? You did test it. You didn't test it. And just where they're at right now to the point where they had their their intellectual IPs, their properties stolen from them and then sold because people were so mad at them. The best part about it is I believe one of their head uh, producers left the company. Yes, yes. It's like so, they uh, yeah. literally everything that happened to them. I don't want to say they deserve it because no one deserves that, but it's showing developers and publishers that if you rush a game when it is not ready, the community will go, What the hell? And nobody wants to be the next Cyberpunk. No, exactly. there's, there's been so many games that have been delayed over the course of the last three months. It's great to see because, as we've been saying for the longest time, if the game needs to be delayed because you need to work on it to polish to make it the best it is, then delay the damn game. If you're worried about your investors who are worried about you know, re- returning their income, if you sell a game that's crap, the game's not going to sell long term. Word of mouth is going to happen. People are going to get pissed off. 
the game's going to stop selling. They're not going to get the money back. Just like what's happening with CD Projekt Red right now. They were everywhere. They were in every headline for weeks, for months. And now you hear nothing. Soon to be be bought up by Microsoft in 2021. Um, Yeah, I'm looking. I joke about that, but I, um, yes. So, yeah, it's it's a damn shame. I, I feel bad for them. But getting back to Back for Blood, yeah, delay it. Delay. If it's not ready and you are hyping up this game to be uh, the spiritual successor to Left 4 Dead, delay it. Delay it for as long as you need. I don't care. I can wait. Carl can wait. We all can wait. That's all I got to say about it. Delay a game to make it better is great. If you delay the game it's because you don't meet sales, which I don't think is the case here, then that's bad. But yeah, I think the delay is worth it. That's just me. I'm done. I'm going to shut up now. Um, this game was kickstarted, if I remember correctly, correct? No. Okay, just want to be sure. Yeah, they just came out of nowhere. It's like, oh, we, we left. Because Turtle Rock Studios, correct me if I'm wrong, was part of Valve. And that's how they did Left 4 Dead. And then um, Valve wasn't doing anything. So they were like, you know what? We're out. And then they did another game. Um what was it? What was it? Game evolve, evolve, evolve. Did evolve. Yeah, and, and evolve did not do well. Did not do well whatsoever. Um, I think it was out That's for maybe two years. Things. Yeah, yeah, and it didn't do well, so they just stopped the game. The server stopped, and Total Rock just disappeared. And then out of nowhere, back in like 2019, they announced Back for Blood, and then they showed it off last year. And no, this year they showed it off last year, but they gave people access to play it this year, and then it got a release date. Then the rest is history. So yeah, was well, not Kickstarter though. No. Yeah, I just want to, I just want to be sure because it's like if it was Kickstarter and they're pushing back, that's the only people that would kick back on them, and maybe investors, blah blah blah. But you know, screw those guys because you know you want you want a bad product or you want as you point you want a bad product or you just want to make that quick buck because if you're going to kill my name i'll i'll brag you down with me that's 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 what that's what developers should do in my opinion it's like i'll let me give you the name of every investor who forced us to make the game quickly so i could drag them down this is who they are done done and let's see what happens uh that could backfire <laughs> that could yeah, backfire. Uh, see, the thing is it's not about backfiring if, if the idea and i do mean this quite seriously if you are planning to scorch Earth, it's not about backfire as long as you're dragging them down with you. So leave it from there. If that is the plan, go for it. Otherwise, you know, you know, don't do it. But secretly, do it. Yeah, don't, don't <laughs> do that. Don't do that. that. Yeah, that. I mean, scorch Earth means I'm never coming back. So I. Oh yes. yeah, yeah. I mean, but it, it, yeah, of course. But it's like, and, and my take is like, you know, if if. If the reason why a game is pushed out earlier because it has to be deadlines of what the investors want versus the product of the game, and you have no control over that because you took a check, which taking a check is its own like philosophical argument from there, you can scorch earth them because that's unfair. You, they should have come on, man. I'm making a video game here. I'm making this, and you're going to be like, yeah, uh, we want it out now. That's impossible. Well, I already paid you six million. All right, then scorch it for this because that's impossible. So you mean cyberpunk? Yeah, yeah, cyberpunk. It's yeah, a scorch earth them. Yeah. If if, if 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 the investors are the one responsible for it, there's too many hands that ruin cyberpunk. Too many hands. That's going to be the new term. Your game, you 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 you've been cyberpunked. Yeah, 
That's what it's going to be. We don't want to be cyberpunked. And I know every developer out there is doing the same thing. We don't want this to happen. And I applaud them. But yeah. this is something that should have happened in the industry years ago. Because Cyberpunk is not the only game that was rushed to market. I it mean, didn't do well. Day right. one patches became a normality. Yeah, but, but I think like the thing with Cyberpunk is like it's never been that bad where you know this is supposed to be one of your headline games of the entire year. You let it go, and then what was worse was that you lied. It wasn't so much that it was bad, it was that you lied about it and you tried until the end to lie about it. Had they been more honest about it from the beginning, I think there'd be less backlash. It's more about the the continuously lying about it and then continuously throwing people under the bus about it mm-hmm. at when you're saying I'm sorry as well. So it's just a, there's a lot of other there's a lot of like it should have come out but when you came out you got to be honest and you can't be like trying to push it on somebody else. When you that know? happened, I had shades of Batman Arkham Knight on the PC in my mind. Because yeah. that was easily the worst launch of all time leading up to this. Mm. I think this overshadows that. I don't because know. There's multiple I mean, platforms. I don't know. Todd uh not Todd from um uh, Bethesda, you know, his his never ending lies, you know. Uh, but Fallout 76, I think you were referring to, they yeah. did get better. They did admit <laughs> They did admit that this game was bad. They did come out and say, we realized we messed up. You know, CD Projekt Red was like, no, there's no problems here. There's no problems here. It's fine. <laughs> it's like, yeah, what? Oh, okay. yeah, it's fine. And then, oh, but the testers, it was the testers' fault. They didn't test it well enough. That's why meanwhile, the testers like, we've been telling these guys for months that this stuff doesn't work right. What's going on here? And then they did, then they yelled, they, then they were like, it's the developer's fault. And the developer's like, what? No, it's not. <laughs> it was. We told you we needed more time. You were like, we don't care. Get it ready. Like, can't we have to make this? Chip, yeah, make this bread today. Oh, oh, we we did it all on PC. So then, when we tried to scale it down, we realized that it wasn't going to work for PS4 and Xbox. Well, really? Come on now. Come on. Meanwhile, you said it was fine on consoles. <laughs> yeah, like I, a month I before. Still, I still remember when this game was announced way back when the the game plan was. To make this a PC only game. This is before we had, you know, GTX cards and PlayStation 4s and all that fun stuff. I guess they thought, hey, these consoles can handle it. Yeah, guess what? They can't. So that was a bad move. So again, delay it. Delay all the things. Delay every game that you need to delay if it's going to make the game a better game. And those are my keyboard <laughs> at the yeah. very end. <laughs> delay them I, I should be moving my arms but yeah I'm really frustrated about that I was hyped for Cyberpunk and then <laughs> I mean it's bad when when um we got a review code for Cyberpunk we, we got multiple review codes for Cyberpunk and I went back to the, the people who gave me the codes like I'm not reviewing this game you can take this code back I am done and they were like alright we understand <laughs> yes. so, that was terrible all right. Anything else to say about back for blood before we bounce and hit the next topic? Going once, going twice. Nope. All right. We are moving along. So let's talk about a rumor that Sony is reportedly shutting down the PlayStation, PlayStation uh, Vita, and um, the PlayStation Portable from the PlayStation Store. Now, this comes off of an announcement they made last year that they were going to 
discontinue access for these consoles, these platforms to the PlayStation Store, but they never gave a date as to when they were going to do this. Now, apparently, people are running a story saying that it's going to be in July of 2021. Sony hasn't said anything that I'm aware of. I don't. Has anybody else seen an actual press release from Sony about this yet? Nada. No. No. Sony said nothing. Nope. So right now, a lot of it's hearsay, um, which is why we didn't run the story at the other Haven because Sony hasn't said anything, and I don't want to be the one to say, "Oh, hey, they said this," and they come back and go, "No, we didn't say this." But this whole thing started because some random gaming site said that they had somebody who had connections inside Sony who said that they they heard. What was it? To be fair, I don't think the gamer is actually a pretty reputable site. They're the ones that had that whole entire thing about Techland and everything else. I wouldn't just discount whatever they said. The reason why Sony's being quiet about it is because they either have an announcement, as they said, that's going to come at some point here, or they're being quiet because if they say, yeah, we are, the uproar that's going to happen is, you know, even worse than the one that's happening right now. Oh, it's going to be a big uproar. There's going to be a big yeah, uproar. Yeah, if it's yeah. true. Yeah. But I think the uproar is, and 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 not this is not directed solely at PlayStation. Um, and this is a topic that Carl is very passionate about. Is the fact that it just goes to show you that digital distribution, buying games via digital, can bite you in the ass eventually. Because if you buy something off of a PlayStation Store, or Xbox Store, or Steam, or wherever, you know, eventually they're going to stop supporting. Your your platform, well, I, I shouldn't say Steam, just consoles right now, and you're locked out of picking up those games. So what happens if you own those games and you're locked out of that store from for whatever? Does that mean you lost I, your money? I think the telltale sign is there though. When why would you remove the those games from the actual store on the web and phone? Like that actually makes it easier for you to buy those games than making people have to go to their damn consoles that may they may not even have anymore or that they may have like stuck in a box somewhere or not to mention the PS3 is really slow and like trying to buy stuff off the console is not the easiest thing at the moment. Yeah, so, but true. I, I mean, know, just yeah. It, it really it, like the PS3 architecture has never been the the best to be that's understood but the the thing i'm more worried about Mm. and like i'm not so much worried about the fact that they take the web store offline that you can no longer buy the games or anything like that Mm. you know uh that that's fine i don't mind that uh, they're removing the ability to buy games that most people wouldn't even bother buying now anyway or there's stuff on there that they're still selling at full price you can pick up in a second hand bin for a dollar you know, there's no. I have no problems with them removing the access to the the sales side of things. What I have the problem with is them removing the access completely for even the games that you have bought, or even the DLC that you've got for a game. Like I am a, a big wrestling game guy. I've got a huge collection of wrestling video games, and I quite often go back to like. Uh, the WWE 12, 13, 14 era where they have the history of, like they'll do the history of the Monday Night Wars, they'll do the history of WrestleMania or just a so-called Steve Austin timeline thing. Mm -hmm. 
and I love going back to those games. I've got all the DLC. I even like going through and sort of updating those older games with the music and everything because the PlayStation 3 actually allowed you to do that. But um, the thing for me is, is if they take access to the DLC offline, then I've now lost content uh, access to content that I legally paid for. So I'm now wondering if, you know, say in another five or ten years' time, they turn around and go, we're going to take the PS4 access offline because we're on the PS7 or 8. Does that mean that all 300-plus games, which is like a combination of bought games, PS Plus, and review copies that I've acquired over the years, now I lose access to all of that? It's like, why even bother buying digital if you're not going to keep access to it? I understand that they take things offline all the time, at least sales-wise, because of licensing issues and stuff like that. But the thing is, they've always allowed access to the download. Now we're getting to the point where they're like, we won't let you download this even though you've bought this. So it's like, okay, what about my rights of access as a consumer for something that I have legally purchased? To be fair, I don't think that story said that story said they don't know if that's included or not. They just let it not letting you buy anything. Yeah, which which I'm which I'm fine with. And I know the story yeah. is it's, it's essentially rumor at this point. Like okay, yeah. the, the gamer does have a reputable has got a good reputation and stuff like that. But still, their, their source on their own story was, we know a guy who knows a guy inside Sony. This is like saying, oh, my dad worked at Nintendo when you, when you were back in the 80s and nobody could prove shit. Right. You know, there, there's nothing substantial yet. We haven't heard from Sony about any of this. At the moment, this is hearsay. This is rumor. This is conjecture. Uh, but I'm sort of going into the what-if scenario now is – Unlike Microsoft, who, because of their backwards compatibility, they're keeping a lot of their online Xbox 360 stuff because it's compatible with their current console, whereas Sony has been very anti-backwards compatibility. Now they're going to turn around and take, if, if, and we'll go if in quotation marks, they take away access to the DLC. What legal ramifications is this going to have in a consumer space? Yeah, and not just that, but just like you said, opening up the floodgates and people getting upset and backlash. It, it, this paints a, a nasty picture for gaming via digital because it's going to bring it back to the forefront where people are going to go, hey, why am I going to buy a game via digital if there is the, the possibility that it could go away in the future? And then if you think about this again, there are a lot of games that come out now that are only digital anymore. <laughs> a lot of games on the Switch all games on the PC, uh, a lot of games from PlayStation Xbox are only digital games. And a lot of indie games that come out. Yeah. I mean, it, it seems like every year it's less and less that you have games that come out with a box. Yep. Even though the prices don't go down. And that was what was supposed to happen. No box, no middleman. Hey, cheaper games. But we're still paying $70 for digital games. So that's another conversation for another time. <laughs> but again, it does leave a lingering thought in a lot of people's minds as to is digital worth it? To me, to be 100% honest, I don't care about this. You know, I, I think Sony has a terrible strategy for backwards compatibility and playing older games. They should take a huge uh, clue hint from Microsoft what they're doing. 
But same time, I have a PlayStation 3. It's sitting here. It's not hooked up. I don't play it anymore. I don't plan on downloading any games from it. I spent a crap ton of money on PlayStation 3 games. Do I care? I mean, I, at this point, don't. I feel that I've got my money's worth, and I really don't care. But there are other people who have a different thought process than I do, and they do care. They want those games, and they're entitled to that. It's their money. You know, if I cared more about my PlayStation 3, and if there were games on it that I wanted to play again, but thankfully there's not many because most of them have either got remakes or have come out in some shape or form or another, like uh, Scott Pilgrim finally got a remake or a remaster. So I can play it now on my PC now. I don't care about it on the PlayStation 3 anymore. Well, well, good, good, good riddance. I had a great time. But there are other games on there that I would play a lot that I can't play anymore. You know, I got my Dark Souls or my Demon Souls remaster on my PlayStation 5 now. So if there was another game I don't care anymore about. So it, it kind of worked itself out. But at the same time, again, if you spent lots of money on games on a PlayStation 3 digital and you want them and maybe they'll go away, maybe they won't. Who knows? We don't know yet. Yeah, I can see why people would be upset and backlash. I can see why people doubt the future of gaming when it comes to digital games. But that is going to be the future. We are going to get to a point where physical media is going to be a thing of the past. We're already seeing it now with streaming services. We were seeing it with Xbox Game Pass. We've seen it for decades with the PC. It's just another thing that is going to happen. It's eventual. You can't stop that. Oh, I'm yep, assuming. Sorry. Sorry, Sean. Sorry, Sean. Well, but like Steam, they've already shown you that all your stuff's always there. Like, you don't have to worry about that with Steam. Like, your stuff doesn't get lost. Like, this is scary with with Sony because it's a game preservation standpoint. From that, it's like they're one of the three console makers. Like, if they don't um, keep some, some way for us to play those games, it almost becomes impossible to play them because... Like Nintendo, a lot of their old stuff, you can emulate it on any freaking PC there is, and it works mostly fine. Uh, you know, like PlayStation 1 games, for the most part, you can work that on any PC, it works. Once you get to PS2 and PS3, it comes a lot harder to do on certain PCs or whatever. And even then, a lot of the games don't work. There's certain things that don't work. So it's like... The only good way to play those games is either you have to have the console they were on with the disc that you have. You have to overpay to have those games. Or, and it's like, and it's that's the thing is, okay, fair enough. You say we're going to get to keep the games that we already own. Is it, are we going to be able to download those games? For a certain amount of time after, are we going to, like, is it going to be cut off after that, whatever date it is that's set? Let's say this happens, right? Like, those PS3s have, I have a, I think a 500 gigabyte, I, I don't remember whether I have a 500 gig or a one terabyte uh, drive of my PS3. I actually took one out and put another one in at one point, like, even then, even with as much less space as those games took, I still can't download everything that I have for that because that was the only system that allowed you to go and download PS2 and PS1 classics. So I have a lot of old stuff that's not just PS3 games because I came to the PS3 late. Like, 
way after, almost to the close to the time when the PS4 came out. So I don't have this affinity for the PS3 era of games, but I have an affinity for that console because of all the stuff it allowed me to have along with it. And it's like, to me, it's more about, man, look at all these games that people are going to lose access to that you're not even going to, you can't even like emulate and say, okay, here, cool, let me play this. And this is where it's on Sony. You want to say that you're Jim Ryan's possibly coming up with an answer to Game Pass. You're you're not going to tell me it's PS Plus because that ain't the answer. I'm telling you that right now. Giving me one game a month, I don't care if it's a good one or not. It's not the answer to Game Pass. It never will be. Yeah, you're telling that people pay seventy dollars for games. That does not answer that. If you're telling me you're giving me an answer to Game Pass, you better take as many as you can. I know they can't do all of them. I know that's impossible because Microsoft couldn't do it with them, with, with the Xbox or Xbox 360. Take as many of those dang games you can and put them on PS Now and make them downloadable. Don't do that streaming bullshit because that doesn't work either. So especially yeah. Sony, they have terrible streaming quality. But like, you know, you got to do something because that's awful that all those games are just going to go away like that. Exactly, yeah. And... Like going back to your, this thing about uh, game preservation, I'm a big retro gaming guy. I'm a big game preservation guy. Uh, I recently, like, I sold my PS3 to help get my PS4. I went. I've gone back over the last few years, and I have rebought a lot of what I have had on the PS3 and more, just because the the games have been cheap secondhand. So as the second they just, they turn around and say, okay, access to the PlayStation network, whether it's selling or whatever, that's going to make that secondhand market skyrocket. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what it's so, so much like in, a, in over there in America, but here in Australia, I can't get anything pre-PS3 era for cheap. Like, PS2 games are now averaging anywhere between... 50 to 150 Australian dollars. Good freaking dep- Depending on what the game is. Uh, PS1 games are now $100 plus minimum. Uh, Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64, forget about it. Just don't even bother trying. And even Nintendo games. I see copies of Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt, you know, the game that was included with every Nintendo system. Now going anywhere from fifty to eighty, a hundred, eighty to uh, start again, fifty to eighty Australian dollars per cartridge. Like it, it's horrible. Now I've gone through, and I'm going to be terribly honest here. I have always been honest. I have gone through with my older consoles, and I have found way to modify them uh, to play downloads so that I can get off the internet. My PS2 has a hard drive in it that has probably about 100 games on it that gets done through the memory card uh, soft hack. I've got a PlayStation 1 that has a mod chip, and all my games are ones that I've downloaded off the internet and burnt on the CDs. My All my cartridge-based consoles, my Nintendo 64, my uh, Super Nintendo, my Game Boy, all run those little cartridges that run an sd card why because i can't buy any of this stuff in my own country without having to be a goddamn millionaire and i'll staying honest i recently as soon as i heard this rumor 
I took one of the PS3s that we have. We have a couple of them in the house. And I went and I Jeep, I did a jailbreak on it. So I could run games that I download. I've been thinking about doing that. I think my PlayStation 3 though might be too far ahead of the firmware to do it. I might be wrong. We we will talk about that after because I can tell you how. Um, <laughs> but like that's the thing. It's like once the, we lose access to these to these archives and stuff legally, piracy starts going through the roof. And like you said, it's one thing to emulate a product, but it's a completely different thing to use the actual hardware itself. Well, let me ask you a question. So this is this is a hypothetical and a theoretical question. Is it really considered piracy if you're actually getting access to the game that you own but can no longer access? No, it's not. That, that's that's gray area. That that you can depending on your country's uh, piracy laws, you can get away with the oh, I have a physical version, but I have a a copy saved on my computer because it's a, a backup, just so I don't have to use the disc. Because of in the case of like uh, CD or DVD based consoles, I don't want to wear out the laser in the reader. It's just easier for me to put it on a hard drive. That's it's, it's a legal gray area in most countries. Once you lose access to it and you're running primarily on a secondhand market, uh, again, it's a bit of a gray area because the secondhand market has always been a gray market. It's well, I don't just really care been about a legally second- defined gray market. I don't. I don't even care about second you know, market. I don't even care about talking about owning and selling. I'm talking about having it legitimately owning, and that's it. Uh, again, only with the digital games. I own it. <sighs> I lost access to it because of. Sony there's no there's no precedent set for such a thing and that's the problem here is if sony does turn around and say you don't have access to what you have paid for now we're going to end up having governments and uh legal turn around and say hold on wait a minute we need to check each country's um you know consumer protection policies i know here in australia we have a very strong uh consumer protection policy that states if you pay for something you're meant to have access to it yeah i love that and if you don't and if you don't have access to it then guess what you have to either be offered a refund or some sort of compensation for that loss of access so sony needs to really step carefully especially here in australia if they cut off our access to all the dlc i would like to go through my account find out how much i spent retail for all that DLC, not current prices, what I paid for it originally, and they better give me a refund for every single dollar or else you're going to find there's going to be big lawsuits coming out of my country if they shut it down. But if they turn around and say, look, we're just taking down the sales side and you still have access, you can still download all this, fine. Not a problem. It means that what I have done with one of my PS3s is technically, well, while it is still technically legal to modify the console in my country, downloading games for the sake of playing them without actually having the physical disc myself, then I'm doing something illegal. But again, it comes down to what Sony chooses to do in this situation. We won't tell you. You're fine. Yeah. No, I just blow it all out on a podcast that saves the YouTube for posterity. It can be used against me in legal terms. True. True that. Oh, well. Better hide then. Better hide. All right. <laughs> let's go ahead and jump. Hey, hey America, the- try it. It doesn't work. Let's <laughs> jump to the next topic. We're going to skip one. We're going to go right to Microsoft and Discord because we're like, what, an hour in? 
holy crap, I didn't think we were that far in, but yeah, almost an hour. So there's a rumor, maybe legit, who knows? Nobody can say for sure that Microsoft is planning on acquiring Discord for one reason or another. Oh boy, this is gonna be a fun topic. Uh can I go first? Go for it. So I think this is dumb because Microsoft has lost a lot of respect from me in regards to them being a component in the social media space, mainly because of what they did with Mixer. They had a great product. They decided not to stick with it. They gave up and um, they made some bad decisions, a lot of bad managerial decisions, and they really hurt the community. A lot of people left major places like Twitch and YouTube because they, they weren't happy and they were happy with Mixer. And then Mixer died. They had to go back. Some people just stopped streaming altogether. So when it comes to Microsoft possibly owning Discord, I'm kind of confused as to why they would want to do this other than get back into the social platform space. Microsoft owns no skin in the game when it comes to Discord. It doesn't need to be something exclusive to the Xbox platform. I'm not saying that it would if it would, but we've all seen what happened with this with uh, Bethesda and what's happening with it in the future. And they've been pretty frank saying that, hey, most of our stuff will be on our Xbox platform. So there's this. So my one theory is if Microsoft picks up Discord, would they change this to something just being Microsoft related? I don't think they would, but future or not future out, past events kind of bothered, bothered me. Um, at the same time, as I mentioned, they don't have any skin in the game with this because this is something that they don't need to actually own. Discord is used everywhere. PlayStation, Xbox, PC, people everywhere, every freaking where. We even use it at work for business because we don't like some of the other applications out there. It, it doesn't need to be owned by a PlayStation or a Microsoft or a Nintendo. Now, if they want to get Discord integrated to their, to their platforms, I don't know what's been stopping them over the past couple of years. I don't think Discord is on any platform. Correct me if I'm wrong, other than um, obviously PC. It's um, not on Switch. No. It's not on PlayStation. So, so, so there's that. I mean, obviously, there's something that needs to be said about integrating that to platforms. Yeah, that's a big yes. But I don't think Microsoft needs to own it. And at the same time, Microsoft already has one of the biggest uh, social media, social social content, social networking platforms out there with, with Slack. Say what you want about Slack, but Slack is popular. Slack is used everywhere. Slack is used in business. People use it for, for gaming. We use it for gaming once upon a time ago until they decided to raise their pricing. There's nothing to stop Microsoft from adding a gaming version of Slack, adding gaming features to Slack, and going from there. I don't see this being a good thing if Microsoft picks up Discord when they already own Slack. They're not going to discontinue Slack because Slack is using so many businesses and people are paying for that and it's tied into their Office 365. So what does that mean? Does that mean that maybe Slack could get purchased and then pushed to consoles or, or, or maybe removed completely? I don't like that aspect of them picking that up. I don't like it at all. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> you want to go? You want, you want to go with my theory? Go for it. All right. So Microsoft is just dancing around the idea of buying Slack because there's probably another buyer who wants to buy Slack. Perhaps I'm going to throw it out there. Gabe Newell. Perhaps it is someone like 
Twitch or someone else, because Discord is used in so many aspects of gaming and people's lives. There is a, probably a third-party person who wants to purchase and use it. Microsoft is probably throwing their hand in it just to spoil it so someone else cannot buy it, so leave them neutral, to protect it just in case one day they may retire Slack and make Discord, or buy Discord to integrate to Slack, or three, they spoiling it so the so a competition member can't get it. That's just what I'm leaning towards. Because there's no reason for them to buy it. There's no reason for them to buy it from, from my from my big brain thinking through. There's no reason. Oh yeah, let's buy it for what? That kind of seems childish, though. To me, that seems childish. I, that seems can't... childish. You clearly you that seems childish. Have you seen companies do this? I there was a bidding war to get the special medicine. I don't know if we get banned for saying that, you know. So come on. I mean, they did try to buy TikTok and did try to buy Pinterest last year. So it's not like they haven't tried to be buying companies uh, recently or, you know, social media companies recently. What the yeah. hell is Microsoft going to use TikTok for? To get that, the well, the TikTok was, <laughs> was to keep it, was to do the whole uh, number Trump was going to block it if it because it had Chinese. Uh, yeah, Trump. Yeah, right. yeah, so, yeah, yeah that, that, that joke. That joke. But, uh, I... I mean, the the whole idea apparently that's being talked about is that it would be included in the Game Pass uh, Ultimate, make it but another it's free. Feature. But you could, it would have the whatever's in the Nitro package, which I don't use Discord, so there's I don't nothing. Have a, you know, there's nothing yeah. to use in the Nitro package. Nothing. Like I, like you're saying, uh, Keith. Other than just wanting to integrate it, because let's face it, like. Skype failed itself by never innovating and then just being ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so, like, unless they wanted to use it to just kill Skype and make it to where Discord is now their platform that they know everybody uses, so they have so many different people that use it, so they won't lose folks like Skype and that they have something that nobody works, so it's not going to get ruined. I don't know. I just, other than just wanting to have it because it's a huge thing. And it's something that has a name. I don't really see the point of owning it either. It's not a, it's not like a Bethesda where this really helps your gaming division. I don't see the point of why does this help like anything? I mean, like TikTok, I can kind of get like, you know, you're, you're making your, all the TikToks like having other YouTube basically. So that, that, kind of makes sense but like i don't understand why you would really need discord like, i mean it's in so many ways without going into it slack is very it's it's superior to discord in many ways it's like you you mentioned skype but it's like microsoft could have killed skype years ago they just don't want to get rid of it they have slack they have slack slack could have easily got rid of skype we wouldn't care most people are now using uh um Slack over Skype. It's an afterthought. Mm-hmm. It's a program that they, like you mentioned, haven't updated. Has not evolved. It should be gone. But yet they keep hey, it hangs around for what reason or another. I don't know. Well, I'm sorry. I keep saying. I, I'm sorry. I keep saying Slack. Microsoft owns Slack. I'm sorry. Microsoft owns. Um, Microsoft has Teams, which is pretty much Slack. I had to correct myself. Microsoft Teams and Slack are pretty much the same freaking thing. 
Yeah, I mean, it's the same reason. It's the reason why they made teams. Is so exactly. To they could have slack. their competition to slack. So yeah. it's like, why? Why? Why do you... <laughs> it, 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 the, the logic the, the part only, of me doesn't make only, any sense. The only thing that I could think of is to buy its architecture. Exactly, it's, as I mentioned it's, before. It's to buy, buy the codes because, like, I, I had to use Teams for my online uh, learning when the, the pandemic hit and everything else. And I, I'll be honest, it was crap. It was terrible. Like, some of the worst coding I'd ever seen when it came to the software. And what we use here in Discord, especially for video conferences, it is probably the second best online one I've seen. The the best one being, obviously, Zoom. But, like, I just don't... Like, financially, I don't see a reason for them to do it unless it's they want to buy the code so they can integrate that into either teams or like you said, maybe phase out Slack and turn well, teams into discord or well, not Slack is, in the team. Not Slack is Slack is a different company. I, I kept, I kept saying Slack and I should have been saying teams. So I did confuse you, but Slack and teams, right. they're pretty much the same damn thing. They are, yeah, they but, are the same thing. Yeah. That's the only thing I could, I could think about why they would be doing this is to get the coding and, the, and all the features that discord has and, Bring it in and bring it in under the team's uh, branding. Like, get rid of Discord as a brand and just go. Oh, guess what? This is Microsoft Teams now, and just go like change the title and go. Ha ha! Look at the right things we did. Yeah, pretty much. That's that's the thing. That's that was a, that's what I mentioned before. Either they're going to do the spoiler strategy, which as you mentioned, childish is actually common business practice to do because they can't afford it now to. But then, or B, they want to integrate into their own system. They will just, they will just call just I mean, stay own teams. It would just be Microsoft Teams with Discord technology. Ha ha! Why make it if you can buy it? Um, that's really serious, guys. Why, why make something if you just buy it? I, I mean, to be honest, Microsoft is a, a massive company. They've designed their own products. They've emulated countless products. They don't need to own Discord's code to emulate what Discord does. If that was the case, Keith, this is me being seriously pragmatic. They would have made a better version of what they had years ago. If that was the case. Because the idea of business communications, at least in the field I'm very, very fluent in understanding, you want to have the best product available at all times because you're moving to people. There has been a move from Teams, at least 12% over this quarter, to moving to Google, to moving to other non-Microsoft software. Well, that's because of practices and also because of um, packages and because of integration of the products. So that's True. a big part too. And Office 365, which Teams is part of, it's freaking expensive. Exactly. There has been a move from that across the board, as well as when it comes to business density and a lot of other, some other sectors have adopted other modes of it. I know the medical community uses a bit more of Slack and Google Hangout. Tech community just use Google. So because it's, I feel yeah, because it's free, it's, but that's going, free. that's going away. So they got to think about that. Hangout, well, Hangouts has been supposed to be going away for years, but it's still here. Yeah, we're, we're, we're all going to lose Hangout, yeah, anytime soon. Um, but the thing is that, to me, is like when it comes to business density, they try to reclaim the market and do what they do, is that they got to have the best product to maximize what they want. So to have the best product, they must well just take someone else up and just integrate to them. That's the best. Even though they could make it, it co- it's just easier to buy it from somebody else. Like, I'm just I, worried. I, 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 I'm sorry. I, don't think I just really, don't I, think they do it. They don't, they don't need it. They don't need it. 
I personally don't think they're doing it. I think they're doing the spoiler strategy because if someone else purchases it, it would hurt them a lot more, especially if there's another one within the business communication sector. If like a Cisco purchase it or if um, Sitetracks go to meeting etc. those guys purchase it, they're in trouble. But that's my thing. How is it going to hurt you guys when you don't it, it, it doesn't affect you directly. You you don't own any skin in it. It if 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 Discord disappeared right now, it's not going to hurt Microsoft. No, but if Discord disappears, it made a company called Business Cord, and then started selling the profits like like the thirty percent margin less than Microsoft, they'd be in trouble. I could see if they were in direct competition, but I mean, just so, for Discord, there are even companies that won't allow you to use Discord because they consider it gaming and they're um. There are border routers because I've had a couple of people Some, complain about this. Don't let them do it. Sometimes it is better to prop up and make goodwill gestures to one company that will pay off later on than it is to try and direct competition with somebody else. Okay. Like, I know this is going to sound weird to you, Keith, because you don't really follow wrestling, but this, I understand what Matt's going with, mainly because this reminds of. Uh, the World Wrestling Federation or WWE as they are now, propping up a little company known as ECW, giving them payments, helping them basically starve off either shutting down or being bought out by the rival competitor WCW by giving micropayments or setting up like a protection wall around this smaller company that when the company did turn around and say, hey, we're ready to sell, uh, Vince McMahon and the, the WWF turned around and said, "Hey, we'll pay we'll pay you X amount on top of what we've already given you to buy out your company." And that's essentially what could be happening here: is that Microsoft is going to Discord, "Hey, look, we'll put out this thing saying that we're going to go and buy you, or, and we might even pay you a little bit under the table to keep you guys up and running, and starve off, you know." Google or whoever else wants to buy you, we're going to make it look like we're going to buy you just to protect you. And who knows, when you guys are ready to sell, maybe you look at selling to us for a lesser amount. Yeah, because we uh, we, we, we have the lights on. So, like, we're, we're, yeah. we're here to help you, buddy boy. We're here to be your friend. Yeah, your in, friend. In reality, they're looking to set up something down the line to buy them at a better price. Basically. I don't know. I, I just think it's a weird situation. Microsoft, it's if they're if they're considering, they need to step out. They just need to step out. They don't. They again for me. I'm just saying what I believe. They don't have any stake in this. They should just stop. Let me give you. Let me give you a perfect example. Um, Ber- I'm sorry. McDonald's had no stake making fried chicken sandwiches, but they did it anyway because they used to be a burger joint. But just put that in perspective, Keith. You always want to expand your market diversity. Just put that out there. You may have no stake in it, but it's good to do it. No, no, I see that, but that's competition because that's competition against people to make chicken patties, whatever, or or directly with would you use Chick-fil-A. That's direct competition. Discord sits in a space that is usable by everybody. It doesn't hurt you if you don't own it. Would it be better if would it be better if I owned it? Not if people say, hey, we saw what you did with your other stuff and we're not going to use it anymore. Goodbye. It depends. You can always own it and just say it's someone else. It's called propping it up. I mean, these are these are common strategies. I'm not trying to you be. Can't, you no, I get that, but you can't hide that. If Microsoft buys it, everybody's going to know that Microsoft owns it, and vice versa. It's just no different than what Comcast tried to do. 
I don't know if you you know what Comcast is. Yeah. Remember how, how bad their reputation was? So they went, oh, Xfinity by Comcast. Anybody was like, it's it's still Comcast, dude. What the hell are you trying to tell us? It's the same crappy service. We know who you are. Stop trying to hide. Brand recognition is still a thing as yeah. well. Yeah. But at the same time, you can turn around and have a company buy out another one, keep the brand name, and people go, oh, yeah, well, it's still this brand name, so obviously they must still have either the developers or the people behind it involved in the company, so we'll keep using this thing. I don't know, man. All, all I'm saying is Mixer has, has me sour about Microsoft doing stuff and saying they're going to do stuff, and then they don't do it. Bethesda purchase. I think that was a good purchase for a number of reasons. A number of reasons. Yeah, but you don't think that that's going to go downhill in a couple of years? Look what happened with Rare. But oh no, Microsoft bought them. But like, Rare is still a great company. It has a great reputation. They won't yeah, do anything with Rare their games. Sh- Rare was shit before Microsoft bought them. Let's just be fair. They were already shit. They were still coming off some of the best games of their era when they were bought. They haven't had, they haven't done anything prior to Microsoft purchasing them. They haven't done anything really good either, but afterwards See? either. But look, it, it's I know it doesn't make it doesn't make sense. You don't, you're you're seeing this and you're seeing from from the, your text point of view that there's no point to it. From a business and marketing standpoint, it is probably one of the best moves that they could try and make, or at least pretend to try and make. Pretend. Right. Because perception, my friend. If Microsoft would buy it, the other people who may be actually interested in buying Discord may dip out. I don't. Do we even this... do we even know anybody else who's interested in Discord? There's oh. been there's been a lot of a lot of work going around over the last year that the guys behind Discord are looking to sell up and move on. So it could be that this is one of those things of. That process, Microsoft's come along and said, "Hey, we want to buy you because we heard you're in- interested in selling." And they're like, "Yeah, we might ride this out and see what other offers." But Microsoft's gone. Well, we're going to put out a press release and scare off the market. But that's that's, that's, that's 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 what I'm saying, though. Has there been anybody in the running outside of Microsoft? Because I haven't um, heard of anybody in prior years. From from, I hope it's not insider trading. I know that Cisco and Citrix were interested in buying. Cisco other- has no Cisco Citrix, shouldn't Citrix. touch. Citrix doesn't need it. Citrix is fine. Citrix, Citrix doesn't yeah. need it. They Citrix, don't yeah. need it. That's like not said, in their te- market. Te- technically, nobody needs it. It's yeah. do you do you want that brand? Do you want that recognition? Do you want that that market share that's in there? Like you say, a lot of people still use Slack and and Teams and stuff oh, like do. that. But the thing, but the thing is, a majority of the standard public, you know, not just gamers. I'm talking. Even like uh, gaming, a lot sure a lot of it's gaming people, a lot of it's streaming people. Even sites like ourselves, we use it. This this is probably the more widely known branding for community based interaction. Oh, I'm not disagreeing. It's it's fairly. And, and who wouldn't want that? Who wouldn't want that brand, that recognition, that that faith? And to be honest. From a tech standpoint, who wouldn't want all that lovely, lovely data and those signups and the information that you get out of people on these type of programs? Oh, that's a cybersecurity wet dream, my friend. No, that's yeah. lawsuit you mean right there. That's what Facebook is going through right now for doing that shit and selling people stuff. 
Oh, not even for sales, just buying all that information. Oh, you yeah. Can, and do what with it? You can't you you can't legally use it. You're not allowed you can, to sell you that can, shit. No, but the, but well, you ever read a terms and conditions contract? Yeah, <laughs> the, it says if you don't agree, don't use it. Or well, there's other or, or there's been companies like in Facebook where you said I don't want you selling my data. And they went around and stole people's data. Which is why they're in hot water. I know. I, well, I that's, for, that's for the cost of the side. Yeah. All I'm saying is this. I, I get your points. Uh, all these points are valid. I'm not saying anybody's wrong at all. I'm just, I'm worrisome because of how the model of this court works. And if a company like Microsoft was to pick it up, they're going to want either, okay, great. Brand name, brand recognition is one thing. I got it. But Microsoft is going to make, it's going to want to make a profit. And Discord is weird because it is a free service. You don't have to pay to use Discord. They make their money other ways. Or you can use Nitro and get some added features and go from there. How does that benefit you other than brand recognition? It's just like with YouTube and Google. YouTube has been and always will be a, a detriment to Google. It does not make enough money to justify its existence for what they offer people for free. But yet Google holds on to it because it is the biggest video on demand service in the the unknown world. There's that. But they make their money in the background. They've added dumb things that doesn't work. YouTube Red, YouTube Music, um, and other various things. I don't want to see that happen in the Discord. It's like the people champion becoming the heel. There you go. I use one of the terms you guys will understand 100% there. That's I mean, my fear. I don't know. Some heels can be cool. <laughs> See? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, no, but all seriousness, I understand. But at the same time, it's like it really depends if the rumors are true and if all the companies are willing to get. Because Discord provides a service, not just, just gaming, to other communities. Uh, from many curtains to even normal people, there's tons of business discourse. There's a political discourse, philosophy discourse. There is comics discourse. There's so much discourse to things that are not related to gaming that it's like this is a gold mine for someone who want to tap into that people just drop a little marketing on them, you know? Fair enough. That's all. You know, again, I, I, I've already said my piece. I've talked way too much. I know somebody wants to stab me now, but that's just how I feel about it. So, no, I understand, but it's you know. You gotta, you gotta think about the who, be- not the who benefits from it. What is the ultimate benefit of putting the information out there? So, is it, is it, a, if it's a stab off all the people, that's a good thing to do because you know, I don't feel comfortable with someone else buying Discord. If it's just for Discord to, it's a Microsoft Discord to make that under the table handshake. You know, it is what it is. Anybody else got anything else to say about that before we move on to the last topic? Take silence as a no. All right, so um, we're about, what, four or five months in from the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and S being available for public consumption with the exception of out of stock and um, those lovely, lovely people that like to buy stuff up. I won't say their names because I don't want to give them any credit or anything of that recognition. However, there's a question that keeps popping up on the internet and also at my barbershop, apparently, about... Are the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and S worth it? Uh, I know I own them. Carl owns them. 
Um, Sean, do you have either of the two? I have both of them. Okay. So, Matt, you're the eyeball on this one. Sean, do you think, would you recommend anybody to buy either the platform right now? Uh, it depends on what you're looking for, right? If oh, you... The, the, anything. If you really want to play one of the launch PS5 games, sure. If you feel like you can wait to play those whenever it is you have another game that you really care about that comes out, no. And the Series X, I don't think that you need to buy right now or or Series S. Unless you're one of those people that doesn't have an Xbox at all and wants Game Pass, then that would be the reason I think that you would want to go buy one of those systems is to have Game Pass on a console. Because um, PC a lot of times gets console Game Pass games late or never. So, you know, that that's the thing I would say is Xbox actually has a reason why you could buy their system because of Game Pass. Whereas unless you're really raring for one of these PS5 games that came out at launch, even if they came out on a PS4 because they are... Like Miles Morales, for example, was way better on a PS5. You know, get that. But if there's something that's not coming out for a while, you could hold off on a PS5 to like say maybe Ratchet and Clank. So what, June? Which we may still not get PS5s be available very much by then. Oh, we're not getting them anytime soon. For various reasons, yeah. So your answer is a... No to Xbox and yes to PlayStation Five. I well, I would say yeah, no unless you're like raring for Game Pass. Then yeah. All right, uh, Carl, what are your thoughts on the matter, sir? Yeah, I found the initial sort of offerings very lackluster, to be honest. Uh, since getting my PS Five. The only things I have actually played that are PS5 games, uh, like Sean said, Miles Morales uh, bought that day one on the PS5 because it was definitely going to be the better addition out there with all the the technical bits and bobs that they added to the game. And yes, 10 times better than anything looks on the PS4. Uh, I played... Demon Souls, because Keith bought it for me and said, here, you finally have no reason not to play this. Until I died, 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 and went, fuck this shit. But But other than that, I have found absolutely nothing, even with the stuff that has, like, the free upgrades or whatever, I don't find any reason to play it, like, to play the console. It now has become a $750 Australian glorified streaming machine. Like it's what we watch our Netflix on and our Disney Plus on. That's the main use of the console now, and I find that pretty sad because I want to be able to get the best out of this system, and there's just nothing coming out that is making me go. I have to get this because it's on PS5. Uh, the next big game that I'm looking forward to, to buying, at least on the the bigger consoles is Resident Evil Village, and I'm going to get the PS4 version because 
well, one, it comes with the PS5 upgrade, and you're getting the same experience that you're going to get on the PS4 as you're going to get on the PS5. And cheaper. A, yeah, For and cheaper, right? Yep. Well, if you call 110 Australian cheaper instead of a 124.95, which is the standard PS5 price here. Okay, over here, it's cheaper, yes. <laughs> it's cheaper. Two times. Yeah. Australia, Australia tax is a terrible, terrible thing. But um, the Xbox uh, Series X, man, I regret buying that now. Oh, wow. Like, outside of um, Xbox Game Pass, which 99% of the games that you run on the on the console work on the, the old Xbox, which I could have kept, which had a larger hard drive and everything else, and still outputs pretty much the same graphical output. You know, I didn't, didn't need to buy this thing. Like, I, I honestly do regret buying the Xbox at this point. Like I love Game Pass. I love playing games on the game on the, uh, via Game Pass. But there's again, there is nothing that is sort of screaming. You must buy this on the Xbox Series X in order to play it on the Xbox Series X. Like the only game that I have physical game that I have bought for the Xbox in the last twelve months has been Yakuza Like a Dragon, which I could have picked up on. Yeah. PS4 or PS5 or the game would have run just as well on my Xbox uh, Xbox One. So the, I, I honestly just feel like the launch of this console generation has been absolutely terrible. There's this very minimal stuff that, from a gameplay perspective, that you couldn't have gotten on the previous year's consoles and still had as much fun. If you want to go for the, the 4K with the ray tracing and everything else, like Miles Morales, which I would recommend that, yeah, then get one of these consoles. But gameplay-wise, you don't, you won't need to pick up one of these consoles for another two to three years easily, if not longer. Yeah. Because there's nothing really out there that sounds like it's going to be worth getting. Like maybe Ratchet and Clank, uh, Rift Apart might be the only game on the PS5 that is just PS5 only that you're going to get. But they could have put that on PS4 and give you the exact same experience from what I've seen. Uh, I mean, I think we're going to see once we play that game what makes it a PS5 game. I think it's difficult to be able to judge that just on video and, uh, and all that. But so I will say I love the crap out of Astrobot. Um, so, or not Astrobot, uh, Astro's Playroom. So that uh, Astro's Playroom my... is, is absolute gold. I love that thing. I recommend yeah. it, it, it. It's the free game on PS5, and it's like it is such a nostalgia trip that I'm like, yeah, you got to mm-hmm. jump on that. If you the second you get your PS5, that should be the first thing you boot up. I I will say, like as somebody that uh, went through what you did. Uh, I had Yakuza Like a Dragon for two weeks on an Xbox One. Then I got my Series X. You notice the graphical upgrade. You notice the load time improvements by a lot, obviously. But yeah, the game doesn't run that much differently on either console. So uh, I, I honestly, if it wasn't because I started playing the Outriders demo because of uh, it, it coming to Game Pass 
and because of the medium and cyber shadow coming to game pass that have come out this year outside of yakuza i wouldn't have touched the console again so i'm kind yeah, of in the same uh, as you <laughs> Outriders is definitely that game that's going to bring me back to the Xbox only because it's on Game Pass. All right. Well, I guess I will jump in and I will just say this. I, I don't think either console is worth buying right now. And that's from playing God knows how many hours of Demon Souls and various other games. Right now, it simply is not a must-have. There's not enough content out there on either platform to justify either console. And like you mentioned, Sean, Ratchet & Clank comes out in June, and that's probably going to be the first or second, second, no first, first legit PlayStation 5 game. I would say uh, Miles Morales 5 or Miles Morales Spider-Man, but that is more of a side game. It's not a full game. It's more of an expansion that got a full release. So I don't count that. Um, that's it. That's literally it. On the Xbox side... There hasn't been a single freaking game that has justified owning the console. Not a one. And I have not touched it outside of doing some comparisons with the games on Xbox uh, Xbox uh, Series X versus my PC. And this goes back to the conversation that we've had many times, Carl, that if you own a decent gaming PC, then there was no reason to buy an Xbox Series X. And that's just more proof that there is no reason to have it. Not a one. Will it be that way in the future? Well, Microsoft, again, as I said before, kind of shot themselves in the foot with saying, hey, we're going to bring out these games for the PC and Xbox. And I know it's very hard for them to say otherwise not to do it because people are going to go, just like we saw with Outriders coming to Xbox Game Pass for Xbox, but not for the PC. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? You know, Microsoft has a dilemma as, as in how do I make this console attractive to people who own a, a decent gaming PC short of not putting those games onto the PC. I don't want to be Microsoft right now. I said that when they first announced this, we have back and forth conversations that this is going to be a problem in the future. And here we go. It, it's a problem right now. I love Xbox yeah. Game Pass. But I think what you're talking about is I don't own, I own a, I would say decent, but I would say I still have problems running certain games. Like I don't want to go and upgrade a PC or go buy another PC. The one I have is fine. I'm a primarily console gamer. I think there are still a lot of people that are like that, that don't want to go mess with a, get a PC that can run a lot of stuff and, then worry about if it's still going to be able to play the same games a year later. Like, no, I don't fine. think that's big a problem as you make it out to be. Well, no, well, that's the thing. There are different people in this camp. And right with the conversation we were having is people who do have a PC and people who don't. And if you, I'm pretty sure you've seen a conversation where people say, Hey, I have a decent game yeah. PC. Should I get this console? No, don't. Yeah, but the, uh, even, even taking this out of the, take, take PC out of the equation for a minute. Just looking at things from pure gaming yeah, and console it, gaming standpoint. And that's how both, I was going both, to the both, both, com- both companies have stagnated in their own way. Yes. Uh, Microsoft has sort of stagnated because they're, they're relying heavily on Game Pass to sell their consoles. Uh, but Sony hasn't done anything 
to either combat Game Pass or they just haven't got the game ready for the launch lineup. I'm not even going to add Game Pass to the equation. It's just they don't have the games. And I'm yeah, not adding Game neither, Pass to the equation. Neither, neither, neither company has games right like games right and, now that only take advantage it. of the consoles. And that's or it right anything there. that says you need to own this console in order to play. And that's the thing right there. Not adding PC to the conversation. That was just something I tossed in there. But when I talk to people, like a good example is, as I mentioned before we got into this, is when I go to the barbershop. People know that I'm a gamer. They know that I deal with a lot of this stuff. And every time I go to the barbershop, they ask me, is it worth buying these consoles? I had them ask me today, and I told them, no. There is nothing available right now that I know any of you guys are going to play. Then there's always the person says, what about NBA 2K? Okay, what about that? You can get it on all the freaking platforms. You can get it on Xbox One, PlayStation 4 right now. You don't need to buy a new console to play this game unless you want to spend extra money for extra bells and whistles. If you don't want to do that, there's no reason for you right now to buy this. The only saving grace for the Xbox Series X and S right now is that you can play your older games on those consoles. Yeah. That's it. That is it. And they look better. And they better. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, if I'm in a market to buy a new console, I'm not going to go buy an Xbox One or an Xbox One X when I could possibly get either, even get a hold of an Xbox Series S, which runs circles around those consoles. And you can still play the older games on them. You can't do that with PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 5. No. You can't do that with an Xbox. You can't do it with next, uh, a PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5. So Microsoft has that backwards compatibility. So they do have an ace in their pocket. But when I buy a new console, I don't care about the old games. Yes, they're great to play. Fantastic. Lovely. Great. I want to play new stuff. And right now, I, they don't have it. But I think, to be fair, also, we've had a lot of stuff delayed this year because yeah. of COVID or Cyberpunk or whatever the reason you want to put it out there. Craig. Uh, you know, and I think it's <laughs> see, <laughs> but no, but I mean it's true. It's either one of those two reasons. I mean, now you can blame COVID, but you know what really is what it is is cyberpunk. But what I'm saying is that like there's part of that, and it's also I mean on Sony's side, a lot of their big games come out in the last few years, so now they're having to rev up the machine again to go to this new generation with the first one being Horizon, and that one's still going to come out on PS4 as well because, you know, they don't believe in the generations they say they do. And then, you know, for Xbox, they bought these studios and they're just now getting going, really. So, like, you're just having to play the waiting game with both of these, and the third parties also haven't really been... They've had to also deal with not only the delays, but also just, well, do we want to drop these older consoles? because we don't know how many people are going to be able to buy these new consoles and look what's been happening. We All actually got everything else. We actually we actually got into an argument, heated debate about this not too long ago about that. Um, about these developers dropping the older platforms because they don't want to move to the new platforms, or that because people simply can't buy them right now. And the more we go into this year, and the more people are Sony is saying, Microsoft is saying that making these consoles are going to be a problem because we simply don't have the silicone anymore. We're in a we're in a bad situation for all sorts of technology related things. You know, consoles, PCs, video cards, GP, uh, CPUs, cars. We're in a bad situation right now. 
Say again, Matt, you're kind of far away or your mic is being weird. Sorry, as I was saying, it's as if we're forcing the economy to produce things that we don't need excessively only to have them at market for some magical reasons. As if, as if this is overproduction or saturation. Perhaps we're in this thing called a recession. That doesn't make any sense. What are you talking about? $1,400 is enough to pay your bills. You know what? If you weren't joking right now, which I'll wring your neck. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what they're telling us. All, all, yeah. all politics aside, seriously. Oh, no, but, no, but all seriousness, it, it, it's, it's just bad precedent to bring this up. It's like, you know, oh, man, no one's buying a PS5, an Xbox. No one is. The developers don't want to make new games on these consoles. I don't know, because the cost is high. There isn't a good time to do it. You just try to force the hand in the market for, for things that happen. It's not happening. I don't see an increase in sales or an increase in, yeah, increase in sales for both consoles until... I want to say early 2022, late 2022, or early 2023. I'm being very serious. I don't see it because... No, no, no it's legit. So, no, that's legit. That's what they're saying. That is exactly what they're saying. Yeah, so I don't see a world where, you know, I can see them collecting dust unless they're willing to, like... Let's see, what's, what's the next big uh, sale they'll have? Uh, end of summer or Black Friday sale, Christmas sale. They drop the console price down by 100 right. bones. They don't need to drop the price right now because you still don't have a mass amount of people that are going to be able to buy this shit. Here's the thing. You want people to buy the shit. If you want to buy it, you'll be able to bite the bullet. If you don't want you want to keep dust, eat inventory, that's the plan. You leave them as People are willing to pay the $500 price. That's not the problem here. Yeah, people are, (laughs) Matt, people are paying more than that, buying them off the scalpers off eBay. Well, that's the thing. They're paying it. That is the first to own market. That is the in-crowd market. No, that's, that's, the the gen, that's the general market. That's mum and dads who are trying to buy the console for their little spawns, and they're buying off the scalpers at three times the price because they want to buy it. This, the, the market has dictated that people are willing to pay these prices. It is still way, way too early for a price drop. Even if, um, even if, some, even if people like yourself who know markets and stuff like that say I'd rather I'm happy to wait until a price drop. Most price drops don't happen until the you know one and a half to two year point of the console. Now we're going to have to push that out by an even further year because of year. the the the, pan, the the pandemic and also the scarcity of the chip shortage and all of that type of stuff. So th- this price is the price is not going to go down anytime soon, no matter what people may want or think. It's not going down because it's going to stay high for quite a while. Yeah, I wouldn't be right. surprised. They've, we they've already got enough in five years. Them. There's right. no reason for it. Yeah. Right, right, right. But the thing is, like, put it from perspective. If they want to get rid of product, which it's again, it's up to them. I don't think they want to. There's probably not. They could do that. Probably not going to. Because as you just pointed out, the scarcity, good old scarcity comes around every couple times. So, you know, scarcity comes in, they're going to force the price to go up, and et cetera, et cetera, or force the price to be what it is. But mm, but to hear but to hear them like, man, why aren't people buying it? I'm like, bro, come on. No, they're not, they're not saying it. They're not oh, saying it at all. They're not saying yeah. that. No, no, no. They're, they're perfectly content with what it is. Oh, but yeah. I don't, yeah, but I don't see an increase of users of people owning it by the end of 2022, early 2023. Well, again, yeah, yeah the, because the thing is, things. It, the thing is, it's something people don't want to buy. People want to buy the console. 
constantly. It's not, it's it's not a, the fact that people yeah. don't want to buy it. It's yeah. the availability to buy it with their current resources, which creates resource right. scarcity with income. That's what I'm referring to. Not referring right. to. <clears throat> yeah. It's more than just that, though, man. Also, again, the the the, the outlier, the the secondary factor, again, is the scalpers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're 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 existing. I mean, this is like they're, just, they. Yeah. If I would say the market would be in a better place right now if there weren't scalpers. We didn't have that problem in the past, and even with with a reception, uh, even with scarcity of product, even with scarcity of resources, if the scalpers were not there, because we they've had many reports where people they're buying stuff and they're stockpiling stuff to sell to people. You, you can literally imagine houses full of PlayStation 5s and Xbox Series Xs and, and video cards literally just sitting there waiting for people to buy it at top dollar. And people say it doesn't hurt the market, and I disagree. Sony doesn't care. Microsoft doesn't care. NVIDIA doesn't care because at the end of the day, they made their money. They're happy. Right. But the problem that's going to hurt everybody in the long run is the developers are going to go, well... Hmm, should we develop this game for PlayStation 5 or should we keep making it for PlayStation 4 because we know that people don't own this console? We want our money. They take hits on hardware. Sony, developers don't or publishers don't take hit on software. They want their money. And right now, the logical choice is to continue making games for PlayStation 4 and, and Xbox One because people can't get the other ones. But that also means that the, the reason to own a console isn't there anymore. If you're going to give me this game on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5, and I know I can get it for the PlayStation 4, then what is the point of developers going, well, we're going to put more money into making this game look and run great on this console when we know people aren't going to buy it? And to be honest, we have like really straight far away from the original point of the, the topic, which was it as people like three three out of the four of us here on this panel have basically got both consoles. And it's one of those things of looking at this, since it has launched, we're starting to push the six-month mark, even without taking in factors like the, the chip shortage, console scarcity, uh, the scalpers, etc. Do we think that the console itself is actually something that is worth buying at this point of time? And we've all pretty much agreed that it hasn't been a great launch. That these the a lack of games has actually created a point where it's like, what was the point of doing a console launch without the launch lineup that we one that we were promised and two that we were given uh, are two completely different things, and it has hurt those consoles. Like you don't see people going, oh yeah. I got a PlayStation 5 and it's the best thing ever, rah, rah, rah. Uh, you hear people going, okay, I got my PS5 finally. Where's the games? I don't think we strayed away. I think we're trying to rationale, but we all answered the question. No, it, they're think, not worth it. Well, I think the whole idea has been, well, everybody get your backlog ready because you're going to tear through it. That's what you're going to do. Go, go, through, go through that pile of shame unless it's on a PlayStation 3, in which case Sony might kill it next week. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I mean, like, that's, the thing is, that's what I will say is that, you know, if you're somebody that uh, isn't having to constantly play new things, like maybe we are or whatever, and you, you do have to worry about 
like, oh, I have to buy every single little thing and have to worry about what I'm buying. Well, this does let you go back and play stuff you haven't played while you're figuring out, okay, which one of these games do I really want to buy? And I think it still does, even though every, you know, video that I keep seeing of Returnal makes you keep maybe thinking about, is it worth $70? It it does uh, let you wonder. Okay, do I to pick up Returnal? Are there going to be a lot of people picking up people picking up Returnal? Can I can I just add something real quick to that? Can yeah. I add just something real quick, Sean? No game is worth seventy dollars. This is ridiculous. I stand by that. Yep, nothing. Sorry, this is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah the, the game the game hike, the price increase for game hike has really been a big off put. Like at the, at the moment, again because of that damn virus i don't have a job right now so looking at games at 125 dollars a pop at least australian dollars that is that's a lot of money to be to be spending and frankly i'm really at that point where i'm like i can forego a lot of these games just based on the price alone and some of them, I'm even sitting there going, I pray I get offered a review copy or else I'm probably not buying this thing until it goes on sale in three, four years' time. Like, it's definitely it's one of those things where I am now become ultra-selective on what games I'm buying. Just oh, trust me, I'm the same you, way. Yeah, you're, you're not the I only one. Not there. That much. Uh, I, 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 I traded in three Switch games the other day just so I could get um, Pokemon Snap. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't blame you. That's that's double what we have to pay. That's ridiculous. I'm and, sorry. You, and you think about it. Remember when you used to get money from your parents or from family? You get one hundred twenty dollars or something. You, I'm gonna go buy a couple of games. And now it's like I can buy one game now. Like th- this is ridiculous. No. And 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 publishers don't see a problem with this. I mean, again, off topic, but it's, no, seventy dollars is too much for a game. Way too freaking much. And what about the deluxe version of these games now? $80, $90. Are you kidding we me? We start with Godfall. Seeing one patches, all the fun stuff. It's, yeah, it's, no. Oh, uh, look at one of the games we were talking about earlier today, Back for Blood, three different editions. Uh, at least here, we've got, like, this your standard edition, which is, uh, luckily, that one's at a discounted price of $99.95. Then you've got the next one up, which is, I think it was $149.95, and then the one above that was $175.95 or something like that. Three different editions, getting close to nearly $200 for a freaking video game. Yep, not worth it right now. So, uh, yeah, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, yeah, maybe not a best buy right now. Unless you want it. I don't regret buying the consoles. I just wish there was more stuff. To oh, throw. God, no. I don't, I don't regret buying them. I'm happy to have, be able to say, hey, I bought both on launch day. Nanny, nanny, nanny. But, like, if I if somebody was come up to me and say, should I try and get one off scalpers or should I try and get or should I wait until the next drop happens? Will you I'm punch like, them first, uh, then tell them no, uh, or then, tell uh, them no. Or then punch them? If they, if they said, uh, do I buy them off scalpers, then yeah, there would be a punch coming. If it was one of those ones where they turn around and go, look, I might be able to get one the next time it pops up for, for sales, should I do it? I'd quite happily turn around and say, no, stick with your current console. Wait wait for maybe another six six months to a year 
before actively looking for something. Wait until there is a market for the games before buying the console. Yeah. Hey, if anybody I mean, wants to buy every... an Xbox Series X, you can buy mine from me. Hit me up. I will sell it to you. I mean, every <laughs> single game that they showed at the future game show or that Xbox ID at Xbox thing had uh, Xbox One or PS4 on it. Even yep. though Xbox secretly tries to make you think that it's not coming for them because they put series Xbox Series on it instead of the One, it is. But, like, that's the point, though, is everything that's coming within, other than Ratchet and & Clank and Returnal and... Like a few, you know, those couple of games, everything else is coming is coming for those old consoles. So there's like no point of rushing. Even freaking Halo, as far as we know, is still coming for the old console. So, you know, what's the point of rushing out and buying it? If you can get it when there's a drop for it, go for it if you have the money. You spend your money how you want to. That's your money, man. But don't rush out there because of FOMO or because of. Oh, like there's going to be this game coming out and wait till that game comes out and buy it. Why go pay a scalper three times as much for that? Oh my God, please don't do that. Please don't do that. And don't encourage these fools. And if you're a parent, like, you know, I am Keith is like, dude, you're, I know your kid's not going to understand why you don't have it for them, but it's, You'll figure out a way to explain it that it ain't worth it, man. You can buy. You know what I tell my kids? You can always go for the classic. What my parents did to me when I when I needed to get me a PS2 when I was younger. I don't love you. No, I just go because I can't afford it. I got got more important things. No, no, just tell them the real truth. I don't love you. If you really want my love, you should have worked hard. I am never going to tell my kid that. (laughs) Well, it worked for me, and that's how I would think I love. I'll become a great parent. It worked out for me. So it's like, yep. Now I got my own PS3. So. I am not going to do that. You but, should do it. Little Keith will learn. <laughs> but uh, that's the thing. I tell my kid, look, I mean, my, my, my kids know me. They all know me. So it won't work either way. They know I will figure out a way to get something. I buy it and I'll sell stuff to recoup the cost because it has worked for me in the past. But if I was ever in a situation where it was like I have to spend a lot of money to get a console. I'm just not going to buy a freaking console. It's not that important. I got a car bill. I got a house to pay and insurance and everything else. Console is, is is the least thing I need to worry about right now. I mean, if it's the way you make money, like you're a streamer or you're a you know, journalist or whatever, that's that you're getting paid because you know that's what you do, then okay, that's a different deal. But... If you're not in one of those situations, seriously, don't uh, don't pay ridiculous prices. Yeah, agreed. All right. Well, looks like we've come to the end of yet another amazing podcast. As always, folks, thank you for stopping by and checking us out. Uh, Sean, since you are the guest, sir, go ahead and tell everybody about yourself. Plug your site, all that fun stuff. Do it to it. All right. I mean, so I'm the host of Video Games to the Max, which is part of the W2 Network and part of W2Net.com, which is the main place where I'm the editor-in-chief and write for, write game reviews there and edit everybody's stuff. But we mostly do podcasts on that end, and I also write for Last Word on Gaming, which I do like news articles and all that other stuff there. And yeah, I mean... That's sort of that's my thing. I also do reviews on 41 Mania as well, which they're 
more known for wrestling than they are games, but they do have a game section. All right, folks. Well, for myself, for Sean, for Matt, thank you for stopping by. As always, you can find the Spectrum Podcast on YouTube, on Spotify, Amazon, uh, Google Podcasts, iTunes. We can also leave a rating on iTunes, so definitely please do that to help us rise up in the ranks because there's there are apparently over 2 million podcasts on Apple iTunes. That's ridiculous. Rate us. We need to rise up over those people. Um, and other than that, you know, pick some games, have some fun. Don't be a fool and spend hundreds of dollars on a console that you don't need and uh, spend your money wisely. All right. And I think we are done with another episode of the Spectator Mode podcast. So uh, thanks for watching and we're getting out of here. Good night, everybody.